You are listening to the Supermoms Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 35. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, master certified life coach, teacher, and recovering supermom, Tori Henderson. Well, hello there, super moms. Happy September. I hope you're all doing well. This podcast is going to come out sometime around my birthday. I'm not sure exactly when. My birthday's on September 8th. And so I'm going to ask a birthday favor for me. Would you do me a favor and share this podcast with a friend or two? If you have enjoyed it, if you think your friends are wanting to have like a really great year or, you know, set some goals. Today, we're going to be talking about being nervous about the empty nest. So if you know anyone who would benefit from this podcast, I would love it if you would just tell your friends about it, repost it on Facebook or Instagram. That would be such a great birthday treat for me. I hope that you all are enjoying the Facebook Lives I've been doing on goal setting and the webinar. So if you didn't get a copy and you didn't get to watch the replay of it and you missed it, just send me an email and I will make sure you get a copy of it because it's September. It is a great time for a fresh start and we deserve it. We hardworking super moms. So my Facebook feed is filled with pictures of kids going off to college and mommies saying goodbye. And I should not have been surprised to see this email pop into my inbox. And it comes from Amber. She writes, I feel so strange. My oldest just left for college. My youngest has started her junior year of high school. These are busy and exciting times, but I'm nervous about the empty nest. I've distracted myself with the busyness of college, but deep down, I just don't want to think about what's next for me. I've had the same job for ages, and it's fine. My marriage and my friendships are fine. My health is fine. Being a mom gave me purpose, adventure, and community. I loved it. But now what? I would like to be excited about the next season of life, but I don't know how to get there. Amber. Okay, well, if this sounds like you too, mamas, you can go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule a free coaching call. I think now is a great time, and we're going to talk about why now is a great time. So if this sounds like you, I have a different response. Normally, I follow my parent educator answer, my life coaching answer format, but this is really all life coaching. So I want to start out a little differently and talk about how we've been brainwashed. Do you remember setting up the nursery, folding cute little onesies and socks for our baby that was coming into the world? Anticipation of this major life event was so exciting. We didn't know what was going to happen. There were risks involved with bringing that baby into the world and keeping it alive. Women gathered around us to help prepare and celebrate this milestone event. We were warned, for sure, about the lack of sleep, the poopy diapers, the breastfeeding nightmares, but we didn't care. 
we naively walked into this love-filled prison called parenting. And guess what? It sucked. And it was amazing. We laughed and we cried. We argued with our partners. We lost old friends. We gained new ones. Why did we think that it was exciting instead of terrible? Why not dread it? (laughs) There's a lot of hard stuff about parenting our kids. In a word, I'm going to call it hype. The media images made it look so soft and sweet and lovely and clean. Remember, like every picture and every advertisement and every store is like everything spotless. Well, that was not my reality. We saw adorable babies in cute little clothes, darling pictures of pastel-colored nurseries, and beautiful pregnant women. The reality of being pregnant and expecting our babies was more like nausea, swollen feet, stretch marks, and peeing on oneself. Like, those things never made it into the media images. It was definitely a fantasy that we looked at rather than the reality. New moms spend a lot of money, and companies want to capture this market, so they create a lot of media hype. But you know what? We got a lot of hype from friends and family, too. Everyone around us was excited for us. They're telling us to savor the moments, enjoy every minute of it. Oh, it's such a fabulous time. But you know what? It wasn't all fabulous. It was hard. But just imagine for a minute that there was just as much media hype about the empty nest. That every college brochure contained pictures of parents having the time of their lives, sipping margaritas on the beach, hiking on beautiful mountain trails, enjoying outdoor concerts and wineries under sparkling lights. Picture your friends rallying around you, telling stories of how amazing their first year was. They're jealous and excited for you to be saying goodbye to your college student. They agree it's hard, but plead with you to just savor every moment because it goes so fast. They tell you, you're going to do great. You're going to be amazing as an empty nester. Imagine friends and family just showering you with gifts. Now, these gifts don't add clutter to your home. Moms at this stage don't need more things. These gifts are experiences. An Italian cooking class, a bioluminescent kayaking tour, a road trip to explore the national parks, maybe an intuitive painting class. Your presents that you receive are all about fun, friends, and freedom. I think it's time we start creating some hype around the empty nest. If the dominant emotion about becoming a mom is love, the dominant message about the empty nest would be freedom. The beautiful and terrifying thing about this stage of life is that there isn't strong external pressure telling you what it should and shouldn't look like. I mean, think about it for a minute. Like when you're little, you dream about becoming a mom someday. You might dream about getting married. You might dream about, you know, having kids, but you don't really dream about what comes next, what comes after raising children. There isn't a commercialized expectation sent us from the media. And so we don't really have a clear picture of what this stage of our life is going to look like. 
probably whatever your parents did during this transition is what you expect to do for yourself. If you look around, you'll probably notice lots of divorces happening in this stage of life. You'll see people embracing long-forgotten passions, reinventing their careers, or taking up a hobby they always long to try. You will also see people getting stuck in this phase of missing mothering and people who just kind of go through the motions, paying the bills, missing their kids, or maybe still trying to kind of live life through the kids. Maybe they start yearning for grandparent time and having grandbabies, and they don't really fully embrace all that this stage of life has to offer. So you can see both people who are embracing it, taking chances, doing the things they've always wanted to do, and you'll see people who just stay stuck in a rut. Just like a prisoner who is released from prison, freedom doesn't always feel good. We find comfort in the familiar, right? That's why we call it the comfort zone, rather than fully enjoying the freedom that comes with the stage of life. So when a prisoner is released from jail, you know, they kind of flounder a little bit. It was kind of nice to know where your meals were going to come from and where you were going to sleep, and there was some stability afforded in that routine and that predictability. So when too much freedom feels scary, we start saying things and believing things that make us feel safe. An easy thing to believe is I have to pay these college bills. I've got to keep doing what I'm doing because I got tuition checks coming in the mail. I can't just do what I want to do. Uh, Who's going to stay home and pay the bills? Like money is probably the number one thing that we all kind of universally agree. Yep, that's a big deal at this stage. So we use it as an excuse to keep us stuck or to keep us from trying new things, but they really are totally separate things. You might hear people say, well, I don't have anyone to do it with me. Like my husband's not going to do it with me. My kid's aren't going to do it with me, whatever it is I want to do. So I guess I just can't do it. I know I had that belief. And I thought, well, my husband's not outdoorsy and I really want to be more outdoorsy and do like fun outdoor adventures. And my kids won't do it with me anymore because they're teenagers. And once I realized (laughs) that I had that belief, of course, I found someone to start a mom's adventure club with me. And now we have this great time doing outdoor activities once a month and we don't need husbands and we don't need kids and we just find other people who like to do what we do. And it's so easy and it's so simple, but we can get stuck with a thought of, I don't know what I want to do. I can't do what I want to do. No one's going to do it with me. And I am trapped and tied by finances. Those are just beliefs and excuses that we use when we feel scared. So I just want you to notice that like this time of your life is calling you to step outside your comfort zone, just like new parenting was stepping outside your comfort zone. But we just had a lot of support and a lot of hype, and it still was hard. And it still sucked, but you kind of had to get up every day and take care of that baby and make sure, you know, they stayed alive. Now we don't have to. We can stay in our comfort zones and not really embrace this time of our lives. But then it kind of starts to feel like that 
settling back into a prison only without the love that it was filled with when our kids were younger. We didn't mind the prison so much because it was a lot of cuteness, a lot of happiness, a lot of love and hugs. Now, if we stay just kind of going through the motions and feeling trapped and feeling like I have to stay in this prison, it doesn't feel as good. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is not understanding the cycle of change. In order to embrace this season of life and make the most of it, I think it really helps to understand the cycle of change that Martha Beck teaches. So Martha Beck is a life coach and teacher. She has a column in, oh, the Oprah magazine. She was my first life coaching teacher 10 years ago. And she's just brilliant, best-selling author. Definitely read her books. In Finding Your Own North Star is what she calls the cycle of change. And what she says is that change always happens in a predictable pattern. So once you recognize that the empty nest is throwing you into a cycle of change, just like becoming a mom threw you into this same predictable cycle of change, it feels better. We kind of understand it a little bit more, and it doesn't seem so scary. So I'm going to quickly go over this cycle of change, but there's so much more detail in her book that you can check it out if you want, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So square one is, she calls death and rebirth. So this is a mourning, a grieving of your old life and an exploration of your new one. So it often feels terrible. In fact, most of my clients come to me during stage one. They're like, nothing is working anymore. My old ways aren't working. My old life is gone. I'm clinging, I'm holding on to it, but it's just not there anymore. But I don't have a new life to go to that is exciting. It's not fun to think about what's next for me. This stage, square one, feels empty and aimless. We can't go back, and yet our future isn't clearly defined, so we can't really go forward. It feels terrible, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong. In fact, the mantra that we use to help us get through this stage is, I don't know what the hell is going on, and that's okay. That this not knowing, this no one and nothing and nowhere to go, that this is totally normal and totally appropriate in this stage of life. This is your opportunity to choose a new identity. Who do you want to be? You know, it's anyone who's moved, like maybe not just to a new house, but like out of state and made a big move, a new career path. You know, I think we do this when we go move away to college, when we become a mom for the first time. We always are making these big changes in our life. And sometimes it's external and sometimes it's an internal shift where I'm like, I'm just not that mom that was needed. You might still have two teenagers at home and notice that your role is changed and that you're not needed in the same way. And they don't need you to check their homework every night and tuck them in and, you know, make sure they're got all their needs met. They might be just pretty self-sufficient, even though they haven't left the house yet. So you might notice that your identity and your role is changing. And that's really what it's about. So without a lot of social pressures as this kind of emptiness stage doesn't have a lot of expectations about what you're supposed to do, you are free to tune inward and listen to what your heart really yearns for. Only if you follow this internal compass 
will you find happiness and excitement in this stage of your life? I cannot express this enough. There is no formula for what you should do with your life once your kids leave for college. It's an internal shift, and you need to start paying attention to what lights me up. What am I yearning for? What do I want less of? What do I want more of? This tuning inward is what will allow you to find happiness and excitement in this stage. Square two of the change cycle is all about dreaming and scheming. Once you've let go of your old identity and former life and tuned inward to see and listen to your heart's desire, you're going to start getting ideas for a life that you're meant to live, a life that would really be fun and exciting for you. You might see something on Facebook and go, oh, that looks like fun. I want to try that. Or you might get a picture of how you would redecorate your child's bedroom and make good use of it, turn it into a craft room or a yoga room or whatever, right? Like you might get jealous of somebody else. You're like, oh my God, I want what they have. Those are all signs of what is next for you. And they're going to start as an image in your mind that lifts you up. When you give yourself permission to dream and scheme, these inner visions will slowly become clearer in your mind. But very often, my clients won't allow themselves to have these dreams. They're like, oh, that's unrealistic. That's impractical. What will people think? I could never do that. But if you can allow yourself just to dream, don't take action. Just let the images become clearer in your mind. Eventually, you'll know which action steps to take. So the mantra for stage two, which square two, which feels so much better than square one, if you can allow yourself to have it, is there are no rules and that's okay. That there isn't someone saying the right thing, wrong thing, what to do, what not to do. You can allow yourself to dream and imagine a life so much better, so much more exciting than you're currently living. Square three is Martha calls the hero's saga because this is where like movies are made out of and all the best storytelling is when the rubber hits the road, And you take your dream from imagination into reality. You know, you start taking steps. You set up a meetup group to invite people who are also passionate about your passions. And, you know, the first meeting, nobody shows up. (laughs) Eight times out of 10, things don't go the way we planned. You know, you, I'm going to start my own business. And then it's like harder than you think it's going to be. And you're like, I don't know what to do. And it's just so many steps. Or you move to another location and you're like, wait, I have no friends. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. That's kind of square three. Things do not go the way you planned. And so the mantra for this stage is, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. And that's okay. You know, maybe your idea is to start dating again after divorce and you go out on three dates and you're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is bringing up all my issues I had with my last husband. You know, it's like, this is not fun. This is not easy. You start training for a half marathon and you're three weeks in and you're like, oh, what did I get myself into? So this mantra, it's harder than I thought it was going to be and that's okay, is going to help you through. You know, it's called the Hero Saga because this is what Joseph Campbell identified as the hero's journey that folktales, movies, and books are all about. The trials and tribulations of square three make for really good storytelling, but it's also what we look back on and think, wow, I'm so proud of myself for getting through that. Like, look at what I did. Look at who I've become 
through the process of taking this journey. I'm so much more resilient. I'm so strong. I'm so proud of myself. I was so vulnerable. I, you know, really went outside my comfort zone. And that that's the stuff that we are so proud of at the, you know, when we're 80 years old and we're sitting in the rocking chairs on our front porches and we look back, you know, they say it's not the things that you do that you regret. It's the things that you don't do. And so square three is all about regret-proofing your life. Square four, the promised land. So this is what we're working towards. This is the stage where our dreams are finally coming true. The blood, sweat, and tears of square three have mellowed out. You are now officially a runner. You have completed a half marathon. Uh, You are settled into a new job or a new home or just a new identity. Like I'm someone that goes after what they want. You know, I have my mom's at outdoor adventure club. So now I can say like, I'm outdoorsy. I do outdoor adventure things. Like this is a part of my identity now, rather than it just being a dream of mine. In square four, there are minor tweaks and improvements, but it's generally easier to navigate. You know, I would say I'm in square four when it comes to my business where, you know, I'm tweaking things, I'm changing things all the time, trying to new things, but all the basic hard stuff is set up and established. And boy, well, that was really hard. You know, you can be in square four in different areas of your life. Your marriage might be in square four, but, you know, your identity as a mom might be in square one. So you can have different, and it's much easier if you're not in square one in every aspect of your life all at the same time. That is very challenging. So some people are uncomfortable kind of having all their dreams come true and having things kind of settled and calm and getting what they want. And so the mantra for this stage is nothing is changing and that's okay. So if you feel like you're in square four now is your identity as a mom and you like your job and you like where you are in your life, maybe nothing is changing and that's okay is appropriate for you. If that doesn't resonate as true for you, like nothing is changing and that's not okay, like there's a part of you that really yearns for change, then it's time to put yourself into square one in one particular area of your life that you are yearning for growth. And that's where that life balance wheel comes in handy. So if you didn't get a copy of the life balance wheel, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash back to school with hyphens in between the words back to school and download your free life balance wheel because that will help you give that big bird's eye perspective. So at least you know which category you work on and then you can hire a life coach to help you through making those changes in that category. So generally square four is where we get to enjoy the fruits of our labor. So square one is that death and rebirth. Square two is dreaming and scheming. Square three is the hero saga. And square four is the promised land. The first two sections are really inner work. They're things you do inside your head, inside your imagination, lots of journal writing at this stage, and kind of undoing and dissolving the beliefs that are keeping you stuck. And then square three and four are more things out in the external world, actual action steps to take. But today's Supermom Power Boost is finding a metaphor to represent your life. So this is something that Martha Beck taught me also. And I do this when I'm out walking. A lot of times I will write 
my podcast topics and blogs while I'm on a walk and just kind of think things through. So she taught me to look at things in nature and say, how is my life like this funny looking tree? (laughs) How is my life like that squirrel? And it's just kind of a fun way to check in with yourself. So I taught my kids to do that. We do it. It's just kind of fun. And so I was doing this, thinking about this metaphor, and I was walking through a garden with a big patch filled with pumpkin vines, bright, beautiful pumpkin blossoms, sunshine yellow flowers just shining gloriously against the green vines towards the sun. It was beautiful. A few of them had started to close, and on one, I noticed a small little green pumpkin had started to grow. I thought to myself, when we're in this empty nest stage of life, or before we are, when we've got these teenagers still living in our house, still needing us to drive everywhere, we're going to their concerts, going to, you know, teach you how to drive a car, we're kind of like these blossoms, like we're happy and we're settled in our role as mom to our kids. You know, we know what to do. We know that what's predictable when it comes to these teenagers. But when they leave the house, it's like our, the blossoms are closing. It feels sad. It feels like a death and an end of something. But we don't know, as our little flowers are closing, we don't know that we're meant to become pumpkins. These blossoms were never meant to permanently bloom, right? We were always meant to bloom for a while and then close up. And then to have this second stage of life, equally as important, equally lovely and exciting, that saying goodbye to the day-to-day raising of our children doesn't have to be sad. You can be excited for this stage of life if you recognize how the cycle of change works and that being a pumpkin is just as good as being a flower. All you need is a little hype. In Amber's question, she's feeling nervous about the empty nest coming, but there was some clues in there for her, right? She mentioned that parenting gave her the feelings of community, adventure, and purpose. So my hunch is that that's maybe also what she's yearning for or what she wants to replace, and that this next chapter of her life, she wants the feeling of community, adventure, and purpose. Otherwise, she wouldn't have mentioned those three things. Can you see that? How little clues start to pop up? If you have this longing for community, adventure, and purpose, then that's what you're meant to have. And getting it sometimes is challenging and confusing because there isn't a clear path for us at this stage. So hiring a life coach to help with the empty nest transition is a brilliant idea. It's a great time. Going after your heart's desire will make your life exciting. Amber's asking, like, how can I be excited about this stage? It's going to be very personal to you, and it's going to be very aligned with like your values and what you want. And just like the pumpkins, we are meant for growth and transformation. When everything is just fine, as Amber mentioned, she's like, you know, my job is fine, my marriage is fine, my health is fine. The fact that she's kind of labeling those things as fine tells me that she's stopped growing, and we're meant to grow. 
And so thinking about what area of my life do I want to grow into and knowing it's going to be scary. Your brain's going to freak out because it's change (laughs) and the brain doesn't like change. So that's just totally normal and to be expected. And so when I read through Amber's question, it sounds to me like she is perfectly set up for an exciting year. She knows what she wants. She wants this excitement, adventure. She doesn't want everything in her life to just be fine. She just might need someone to help her through the scary parts to get to the amazing parts. And if you sound, if you're feeling a little bit like Amber, then you can go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule your free strategy call as well to start thinking about what goals are right for you and in which direction you're ready to transform and grow. Today's quote of the day is paraphrased by Martha Beck. Don't fear loss so much that you abandon yourself in order to keep things stable. Losses aren't cataclysmic if they teach your heart and soul their natural cycle of breaking and healing. Best wishes to you, Mama. I want to tell you that this email, this question for today inspired me so much that I am going to grow in an area that I'm nervous about and that I am going to create a empty nest mom fest. It's going to be a rite of passage for moms who are in this stage. It doesn't mean you, you have to be in the empty nest. It's more of just like I'm nervous about the empty nest or I'm approaching the empty nest or You can have both kids at home, but it's kind of like they don't need me in the same way. And so I am creating an in-person event, and I'm saying it out loud right now, and I can feel the nerves because this is scary for me to do it because I'm afraid. What if nobody shows up? What if, you know, I don't know what could happen. Public humiliation, I guess, is what I'm scared of. And rejection. Those are the things I'm scared of. So I'm going to be working on that in the next month. So hopefully you'll hear more about it. Or if you live near me, I'm going to do it near where I live in the Walnut Creek uh, area of uh, California. But I would love to be able to do them all over the country. How cool would that be? And so like every month we just start building hype around the empty nest, just like we had with new mommyhood. And we start giving each other celebrations and excitement and enthusiasm and telling stories about how great this stage of your life can become. That's what I want to create for moms. So wish me luck. (laughs) I'm scared, but I understand the change cycle and I understand fear comes with it. So I will love you and leave you and hope to see you soon. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Take care. Bye-bye. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.